a production of the Whitfield Media Group. Hello and welcome to another edition of Split Second, presented by Zerkops. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the co-host and owner of Zerkops, Tammy Zerk. Hello, Tammy. Hello. Well, this is uh, podcast number two. I'm excited about it. Uh, how did you feel after we did the first one? Did you walk out of the studio feeling confident? Uh, I was excited. I'm I'm excited. We have so much information mm-hmm. and we get so many questions from people and I'm looking forward to just having an avenue yes. to share with everybody. You know, a lot of people don't even know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. So um we're we're excited about this opportunity. Great attitude to have because this is just another way to get the message out of what's going on at Zercops and uh how Zercops can help people because that's for the most part, that's what your company and your business is all about, is helping people and teaching them how to protect themselves. Yeah. Is that it, a pretty good summary? It is. Um, in so many different areas, uh, that is our primary focus. We're very passionate about making sure that all the members of the family have knowledge and skills. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, we're, we're just going to do a very brief overview, but let's talk about what Zerkops is all about and folks listening today just be I want to uh, let you know we're going to cover things in detail as we continue with Split Second presented by Zerkops so uh, there's going to be many podcasts to really get into the details but uh, Tammy let's uh, discuss just a real quick brief overview okay quick if that's possible um <laughs> or it may be we, in five minutes we have so many things right <laughs> okay so we're a two-fold company um on one section we're a full training center mm-hmm. and we do every level of training for all ages starting at age three um from you know basic intermediate advanced tactical tactical pistol rifle shotgun we do all levels of self-defense training then we do you know cpr trauma classes we also have security guard licensing classes um, for armed, unarmed, all their certifications. We have defensive tactics. We have, you know, conducted electrical weapons, baton, pepper spray, handcuffing, anything in that realm. We probably have a class for it, including active shooter, verbal de-escalation, lots of stuff. Um, the second part of our company is um, we have actually armed and unarmed security guards at different locations across the city. Um, it's just a contract security company that you can hire. So take a guy like myself, 52 years old, 6'4", probably about 235. Usually I never worry about not feeling safe, but there's always that threat and there's always that risk. And, and I don't need to forget that, but oftentimes I do. I know that I am somebody that needs to uh, have a handgun to protect myself perhaps not to walk around with it or anything but in my home i never know when uh somebody could uh, come in on me and i'm not able to defend myself would you agree absolutely and sean i know you've been been talking about this for seven or eight years i know i know and and i almost hesitated to even uh, bring myself as an example but the only reason i did is because i am going on record that i am not going to be this example here in the very near future hopefully within the next week or so i am i'm going to be one of those guys that say well i used to be like that but um the point i wanted to get across is you can take somebody like me that has no experience with a gun no experience 
uh, knowing how to operate a gun and you can teach that person everything they need to know to where they can operate that uh, that weapon uh, in a safe manner, but also protect themselves. And all that can be done very thoroughly at Zercops. Absolutely. And that is our goal. We are very pro everyone that is sane being able to have training and have a handgun <laughs> or don't have a criminal record or don't have a criminal <laughs> record illegally allowed to have a gun we are very pro you having a gun mm-hmm. and knowing how to use it that yeah. is the important thing um, lots of people can get a gun but knowing how to use it correctly and safely is so important now some of the gun laws have changed recently Yes. The the main one, uh, to tell us, for those who are out there listening may not know, tell us what that is. Um, on July 1st, constitutional carry is mm-hmm. going into effect in the state of Tennessee. And um, one thing we've noticed is there's a lot of people that they kind of, I guess, have a misconception of that. A lot of people think that, okay, so now there's... There's not really any rules. I can put my gun on me anytime, anywhere. I can travel with it. I can do whatever. And that that is not the case. Um, the same laws are still in effect. Um, different places that you can go with it. And it, like you still need your permit to cross a state line. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the states, even if they already have constitutional carry, you may be able to go into their state. But a lot of them are like Tennessee, where the constitutional carry only applies to residents only. Mm -hmm. So people from out of state still have to have a carry permit to come into Tennessee with Mm -hmm. their gun. And um, I think there's a misconception. A lot of people do not know they still need their permit for different situations. So I may be getting some things confused because I'm still learning. I don't have to have any training to own a gun. Is that correct? Legally? Correct. However, it is very wise, and you are putting yourself at very high risk to own a gun and not have any training. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Uh, So people out there listening, keep that in mind. Even though you can legally do something doesn't necessarily mean that's the way you need to go about it. You want to hand you want to be able to handle a, a weapon properly in a safe manner. You don't want to hurt yourself, but you also don't want to hurt someone else. And with a gun, you know, if you hurt somebody else by accident, you could find yourself behind bars and also making a mistake that you have to live with for the rest of your life. And it's not worth it. No, it's not. And here's the thing. Even if you want to, you know, just go by constitutional carry, we have basic handgun classes for, you know, co-ed. We have for children, juniors, teenagers. We have women's only basic handgun classes. So you can still get the training, even Mm -hmm. if you don't want to get the carry permit. Maybe you don't plan to go across state lines with your gun. But um, you still need that type of training. And, and men out there listening, your your wife of your girlfriend, wouldn't you like to have peace of mind that they know how to use a weapon properly and they're protecting themselves? You know, us as men, we like to think when, when our wife or our girlfriend's with us or, you know, in, in our house that they are protected. Well, majority of the time, that's probably a very true statement. But 
when they're not with you. They're not protected. You're, you're not with them. And so it only makes good common sense to make sure they've had proper gun training so that they know how to protect themselves when you're not there to do it for them. So something to think about. Yeah, we have a lot of classes for the ladies. And a lot of times we get asked, uh, do you teach classes for men? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, But my passion is to make sure the ladies are prepared. So it's a running joke at our location that I like to turn the ladies into ninjas. (laughs) We have, (laughs) we have, um, you know, a lot of different self-defense level classes and gun classes for the ladies. And once they get in there and they get comfortable, uh, there's some fierce ladies out there and and they're really good shooters. And uh, once the lady gets comfortable with her firearm, you know how we are. We like to accessorize things. So they, if they like pink, they're going to get that pink grip and those pink sights and that pink bag and that pink hat and those pink gloves and you name it, they're going to find it to accessorize. Yeah, that's funny. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I'm going to go on record uh, in the month of June 2021, not 2022, Tammy. <laughs> I am going to be uh, getting some training from uh, Tammy Zerk at Zerk Ops. So I would encourage, encourage all of you out there, too, that are like me, that uh, really have no idea what you would be doing with a handgun. You've never owned one. You've had virtually no experience uh, to, to do what I'm doing, get the proper training, and uh, they can certainly take care of that at Zark Ops. Uh, real quick, Tammy, the uh, where can folks get more information online? Well, we have a website. It's ZirkOps.com. It is Z-I-R-K-O-P-S. We have class breakdown and the schedule, which you can d- register straight from the schedule online. Or you can call our office at 423-710-3170. And um, there's several people there that can answer whatever questions you have. All right. We are up against a break. But before we go to the break, we've got a special guest going to be joining us in the next segment. Uh, Tammy, tell us who that's going to be. His name is John Wright. He is probably one of the most intelligent but kindest people I think I've ever met. He has so many certifications that I can't even list them all. And he is one of our instructors at Zarkops. He has been running a series of classes for me in the past few months. It's um, domestic preparedness. So he's been teaching people how to make plans and how to do, you know, emergency preparedness and purify water and, you know, make a go bag and how, what to do during a fire and curating important documents and the list goes on. So he is very, very knowledgeable in this area. All right. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to John Wright, instructor at Zerkops. We've got that and more to come for Tammy Zerk. I'm Sean Whitfield and more Split Second presented by Zerkops to come after this brief message. If you have turned the TV on in the past year, then I don't have to explain the importance of learning self-defense. Here at Zircops, we offer classes for all ages, children, juniors, women only, co-ed, and seniors. All of our classes are handicap friendly. No matter your age, size, or physical fitness level, we have a class for you. It is important that you know how to defend yourself exactly as you are. Check out our classes at Zircops.com. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Tammy Zerk, and you are listening to Split Second presented by Zerk Ops. Our guest coming up on the hotline is uh, about to join us, and his name is John Wright, instructor at Zerk Ops. Hello, John. 
Good day, sir. How are you? Well, we are doing outstanding, and thank you for taking a few minutes to join us. Uh, I, I guess let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, and you can make it very brief. Uh, keep it brief. Well, uh, pertinent stuff is that uh, I am a community emergency response team member on three teams, and the president of the organization that manages the local here in Hamilton County CERT team. In addition, I am a Red Cross volunteer certified uh, to teach what they call the Project Pillowcase, which is emergency preparedness for kids, um, as well as do government um, government uh, liaison uh, duties yes. uh, in the aftermath of a disaster. Mm-hmm. I uh, am a instructor with CERCOPS. I'm also the lead instructor for the CERT team here. Uh, I have certifications through the Georgia Emergency Management Agency and by virtue of that FEMA to teach uh, CERT teams. And that's a whole number of of skill sets from light search and rescue and firefighting to disaster psychology. I have uh, taught a survival class here in town off and on for about 10 years. And that's been more related to to care, though I think we're going to be bringing that in at Zerkops as well. So that's pretty much me. I I like helping my community, and I do it through both disaster response and in the mitigation phase, teaching people how to be disaster ready. John, you have so. got quite the resume. That is pretty impressive. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, uh, t- Tammy, we'll bring you into this conversation. Uh, sort of get us started on what all John does in your organization at Zerkops. He kind of gave us a, a little bit of an overview, but if you would add to that. Um, he is actually, he's going to be my jack of all trades really soon because I'm trying to lean along those lines of preparing him. But um, he can teach all of our uh, health and wellness classes. He can teach our survivalist, our domestic preparedness, our emergency preparedness, pretty much along all of those lines. I'm also moving him in to get certifications because he's a he's a he's a gun pro too. So there's that. We can kind of move into that area. But today I asked John to come on because you know we talk a lot in our classes about people preparing ahead of time to make a plan to make a plan and we hear that our whole lives make a plan yeah 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 i got it i got it i mean but really in your everyday life you make a plan you you make plans to get engaged to get married to have children to buy your first house to buy your car to you get insurance for house damage insurance for car damage you you know you pre-plan your funerals you plan vacations you plan all the time But when it comes to the most important things of actually, you know, in crisis situations to stay alive, what kind of planning are you doing? Because most people say, hey, yeah, I got that plan in my head. And we're going to talk to John about what are the most important plans that you should put together and why. So, John, if you want to take that away. Yeah, John. Yes, ma'am. Share share Um, with us about that, please. I think Tammy made a really good point when she she listed all of these things that we plan for, and then there's this failure to plan for disasters. And part of the reason that people don't is there is what they call the normalcy bias. It's not happened in 250 years. It didn't happen in grandfather's time. It's not going to happen now. When in reality, just the mathematics alone shows that 
with every day that passes that a some sort of emergency or disaster has not occurred, we're getting closer to one happening. We don't. It doesn't have to be cataclysmic, world-ending to be a disaster. That's that's not the true definition of a disaster. Uh, a disaster could be like the Easter Sunday tornado of last year. Uh, a few weeks before we we had our tornado here, they had another one up by Cookville. There's just a number of things that happen with frequency that people are not ready for. And so as a, a matter, of course, just as a matter of insurance, if you will, people need to have plans for certain things. And as I said, it doesn't have to be something cataclysmic for it to be a disaster in your life. It would be an emergency to the rest of us if, it's, if it takes away your livelihood, if it takes away your home where you live, if, it, uh, if something happens uh, that unfortunately takes a family member. These are disasters to you. So it is incumbent upon you. It's your responsibility to have plans to, to mitigate things should they happen. Among the most common things that happen on an everyday level uh, everywhere across the Tennessee Valley, well, nationwide for that matter, is, is home fires. So do you have a, a plan for evacuating from your house should a fire arise? And not just you, it's got to be one that you, your significant other, your, your kids, anybody that lives in your house knows. The, so there's this, this a whole um, cob of truth and with all of these kernels of, of things that need to be accomplished to, to truly have a plan that's, that's set and in place. You know, does uh, every person know the way to get out of the home should a fire erupt at night? Can they get out of their their window? Do they know to close to sleep with the the bedroom door closed so that they have that added layer of protection so that they might hear an alarm, have the time to hear an alarm and evacuate before the flames and the smoke is in their room? So that's just a, one little simple thing. But J- having J- a, a plan that the whole family's contributed to, that they know the the aspects of, they have a rally point outside, they know where that's at. These are all matters of a fire escape plan, and. Uh, is that the, the the number one most important? That's one of the most important because that's something that happens every day and it's something that's going to save your life or a family member's life if you have one. And have one that you have flush, flushed out with um, having means for people on second floors to, to evacuate, having smoke alarms and, and, and CO alarms. And those that function, that they're 10 years old, you replace them. Is there a fire extinguisher where, they, where one needs to be? These are, these are all matters of that plan. John, when you and have a class and you're talking about planning, do you, when you start the class, do you ever do a survey among your attendees and, and ask that question, I how do. many people have a plan? I do. Um, what is that usually, what's it usually the result? I class this past Friday night. And not a single one, and I asked the question, who here has a fire escape plan? Not a single person had a fire escape plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm hoping that, the, that my, my students, by the time they left, they had resolved to go ahead and, and sit down and put one together and, and have the family contribute to it if they have family members or, you know, if they're living in an apartment, well, you know, whatever the, their scenario is, but not a single person did. Yeah. Now, I extracted promises from them that they would, but will people do it? I don't know. Um, the The people who attend my classes, they, they've already got a degree of awareness of the world around them. And so I think they're already aware that 
it's it's up to them to have the plan, to have the means, and to to actually work on having those in the in place in their homes. So um, I've got some really awesome people in, in these classes, and so some of them just need a little bit of education on on how to build a plan. You know, when it comes to a fire escape plan, yeah, you can go to um, our website. You can go to Red Cross, TEMA, you know, all of these places have have input on what really needs to be addressed. So, but, you know, to actually sit down and here's how you do it and, and, and to go through it. And here's the importance, the anecdotal stuff, I think, is much more important. You know, there was um year before last, I don't have the numbers for Red Cross last year, but it was almost 200 house fires just here in the Tennessee Valley. And you wouldn't think about it. It doesn't make the news very often. But this happens, and it's catastrophic for the people who endure these things. Um, number two for me would be a family, a family communication plan. If something happens here, and we've started with a house fire down here at the low-impact, high-probability end of a chart, if you go up that chart a little bit, it scales up some to you know a higher-impact, lower probability, um, but it's still there, is, is earthquake. Tima talks about uh, the New Madrid Fault and the effects of it. It Should it give that seven-plus earthquake? And they're anticipating it's going to happen. What we're not told about here, Tima talks about that, what I'm about to tell you, but what's not talked about here in the news very much is that we have a, an earthquake fault that runs right down through uh, the Tennessee Valley, Right, right through the Tennessee River follows from up. Actually, the fault goes from up in Maryland down into uh, Alabama. It swings around a little bit, and then if you were to look at Google Earth, you would go to the Mississippi River, follow up, follow the the New Madrid Fault up to about Cairo, Illinois, and it drops back down into Indiana and then shoots back up through the Tennessee River Valley. It's like, like a big, huge N, and it's a very active fault zone. They're expecting a seven plus. Um, at New Madrid, but they are also anticipating that here, too. And the earthquake that runs through our neck of the woods runs within about 200 yards of Sequoia. And that's not to be alarmist or anything. We've got the safest um, nuclear reactor plant that you could expect. It's designed by Westinghouse. It's double boiler. It's very safe. It's not going to do a Fukushima kind of thing. But just the primary disaster... Of, a, of an earthquake here, do you have a family communication plan if towers were down, there was no cell phone, no landlines, you're, you were at work, your significant other was at work, the kids were at various schools, and this happened. Because where you are when this happens is going to be very, um, it's, it's going to impact how you have to respond. But do you have a family communication plan? Do you have a way of contacting? Is it, do you have a contact outside of our area, in another uh, another region of the country even, that everybody could dial into when they were able to get a hold of uh, somebody, you know, by any kind of communication means? They would call an aunt in Indiana. I'm okay. Well, that, that aunt has heard from mom and dad and other uncles and aunts and, you know, everybody else in the family. So, you know, you've, you've got that, that nucleus or that, uh, that point of communication. It's more like a rally, a virtual rally point. But that person can also be 
a physical rally point if everybody had to evacuate the region. So these are things that are important in a, in a family communication plan. As a disaster responder, one of the things that it, it literally breaks my heart when I see it. You go to you go into these one of these areas that has been affected. They're now in the recovery area. People can't communicate with each other. They don't even know if family members are alive. So there are these boards where people are tacking pieces of paper or little placards. Have you seen um, or phone numbers? You know, it's just trying to desperately reach out to to find family members, and it can take months. In the the case of Katrina, years. It took for people to reconnect with one another, and that could all be avoided, all of that heartache, just a family communication plan. And, and none of this is um, none of this is conspiracy-oriented. None of this is, you know, anticipating the absolute worst case, um, what, however a person might envision that. It's, these are things that... When I'm talking about massive tornadoes, uh, outbreaks, and and earthquake potential here in the Tennessee Valley, or even New Madrid would affect us, you know, we're talking about things that everybody, science, industry, government, everybody's saying, yeah, this is going to happen. So are you ready? John, are I you- think you have just opened the eyes to so many people listening to Split Second. Uh, it, it's It's almost mind-boggling when you start thinking about all these things. Tammy, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Well, there are so many. There's so much information that John has that all of us can share. Um, I know we're out of time for it today, but um, um, another one of the areas that we really like to focus on, because right now the crime rates are up, the break-ins for cars and houses are up. So, you know, having a plan that your whole family knows, if there's a break-in in the middle of the night, uh, whose responsibility to do what? Where Do the kids know where to hide? Uh, who gets the weapon? Who calls 911? Or however your family handles it, everybody needs to be on the same page. So yeah. something simple. But um, John, has, he is still, he will be continuing teaching all of these domestic preparedness classes with a ton of the information he actually shared today. And those are every other Friday night. You can find them on our website um, at zircops.com. They are amazing classes. That's what I have to say about his teaching. He's a great instructor. Thank you. John, how long, uh, someone, if they attend your class, how long does they need to plan for? How long does it the class last? Uh, the classes are, they start, they've been starting at 6 and ending about 9 o'clock. That last half hour is always open to discussion. Uh, it can be questions about the class at hand or something, some other class that's been covered. So, you know, that last half hour typically orients toward that, uh, but uh, typically about three hours Yeah. in the overall. Yeah, people get so interested they don't want to leave, so then they trap him for another 30 minutes afterwards mm-hmm. still asking more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John. I, I, you know, John, I live oh, in East. Oh, no, I, I have ended up with some really good friendships out of this, so it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. J- John, I you, you talked about tornadoes. I live in East Brainerd uh, in the, you know, the tornado that hit Easter Sunday in 2020 was about a mile from my home. And, yes, sir, uh, hurricane responded. Yeah, and, and and I saw things that I'd never seen in my life, you know, uh, uh, people going through. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this podcast, that's going to be the one of the number one things that people can relate to because we've been having so many uh, in our area over the yeah. last few years. Well, one of the classes, uh, one of the classes that is in this series 
is directly applicable to the aftermath and, and how to be ready. Insurance companies have, uh, there's, they've always had this delay, deny, defend attitude and way of going at it. Well, now these days they're going right to deny. And there's things that people can do to protect themselves, to make sure that that insurance companies are, are held to heel and do what they're con- contractually obligated to do. But if you don't know what those are and you don't have the pieces in place, and sometimes even if you have the pieces in place, you've got to you've got to know where to turn for the help to make them do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And there's a lot of people over in your neck of the woods right now um, who are still hurting uh, because insurance companies haven't been paying. Yeah, very true. Well, John, we appreciate your time. Uh, you're, you give us a tremendous amount of information, and I'm confident that people listening today uh, would agree with that. And uh, hopefully folks will reach out to Zercops and uh, get scheduled for one of your classes. And certainly we're going to have to have you back on split second because I can already tell we could have you fill multiple podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) You got so much information this year. All right. Well, John, thank you so much. All right. It is time for us to take a quick break and we come back. We've got more split second to come for Tammy Zirk. I'm Sean Whitfield. Stay with us. In January 2021 alone, gun sales were up nearly 80%. With the huge surge in gun sales, it has become a very important focus at Zircops to assist new gun owners with obtaining the knowledge and skills needed to handle their firearm responsibly and with confidence. Whatever your skill level, let us help you become more comfortable with your handgun. Check out our schedule at Zircops.com. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Tammy Zirk. And uh, Tammy, I... I really enjoyed hearing uh, all the great information that uh, John had to share with us. It, uh, one thing that I, I that came from our conversation with him was about earthquakes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of earthquakes, you think of, well, that only happens on the West Coast. You don't think about it happening in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I know. And he has so much information on the fault lines here. And when you know the earthquake quake is actually expected and there's just so much involved in it so mm-hmm. he's has a lot of details I, I could see where you could take one of his classes and uh it'd be an eye-opening experience on so many different levels so many different topics so for folks out there listening that would want to hear more because obviously john just barely scratched the surface in about 15 16 minutes of what typically is a three-hour class that he teaches <laughs> uh how can folks uh take advantage of uh getting in to hear more of what john has to say yeah, just like I said, go on zercops.com. Our full schedule is online. His classes are every other Friday night. It's The heading is domestic preparedness, and then whatever the subject is. It could be purifying water. It could be fire escape. It could be, you know, curating important documents, whatever. But you'll be able to see that, and all you have to do is click on the class to register. And one of the biggest things, you know, he's passionate and really good about is teaching you how to put together those family plans Mm -hmm. and learning what questions to ask yourself. I mean, something simple. I mean, do you in your own personal life, do you have a plan for if someone attacks you or confronts you in public? Mm -hmm. Those are simple questions to ask yourself. I mean, honestly, um, were you paying attention? Did you see it coming? Did you know how to fight? Do you have a weapon? Have you had any training, any verbal de-escalation, 
What do you do if they take you to the ground? I mean, these are all, you know, important little details that you don't think are important until it happens to you when it's too late. So just um, he's really good at just putting that whole picture together for you. Tammy, tell folks where these classes are taught at. They're taught at Zircops Training, and that is on 60, at 6212 Highway 58. We are out in Harrison. Um, we are right past Central High School, next door to Carter Shooting Supply, right there by Harrison Bay. All right. Tammy, we got to come to a close. Any uh, final words before we go? Um, no, I think John covered quite a bit, and um, we are we have lots and lots of subjects to talk about under that whole umbrella of safety for everybody in the family. Absolutely, we we are going to discuss so many topics that uh, people are going to find very valuable here on Split Second, and um, we we got to give you a little bit of a spoonful at a time because otherwise it can be overwhelming it is yes. so much information yes it can and and trying to remember and comprehend everything <laughs> at uh, one setting and so uh, folks uh, we encourage you to uh, make this a podcast that uh, you listen to on a weekly basis because uh, we're going to be doing this weekly and you'll be able to find this at uh, all of the most popular podcast platforms all right that's going to do it for this edition a split second presented by zerk ops go to the zerk ops facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast we thank you for listening and be sure to click the subscribe button for all future podcasts for tammy zerk i'm sean whitfield and so long everyone Whether you have recently bought a gun or have had one on your dresser for 20 years, we have a class for you. Pistol, rifle, shotgun, whether you need basic all the way through tactical, we've got you covered. Classes for all ages starting at age four. Whether you shoot every day or you've never touched a firearm, we can help. Check us out at ZircOps.com.